This is the Small Church Media Podcast with Mark Hyde. What is up, everybody, and welcome back to the Small Church Media Podcast. It is officially Super Bowl week, so if you are an L.A. Rams or a Cincinnati Bengals fan, you guys are looking forward to a tremendous Sunday. But, you know, if you're a Tom Brady fan or a Chiefs fan or a Packer fan or anybody else, we're still sorry for your loss. (laughs) To be honest with you, I haven't followed the NFL for Years, But my sister is a diehard Chiefs fan, so all I hear and get text messages from her is about how much she hates this year's Super Bowl. But you know what? That's besides the point. We're not here to talk about the Super Bowl. We ain't here to talk about sports. We're here to talk about one thing, and that's how to use media to grow your church, not just numerically, but to also encourage your church congregation just to take their next steps and use media to do that. Last week, we had a conversation that wasn't really a how-to. It was more of just something that... Uh, honestly, through the power of my wife, God laid on my heart just to talk about the fact of at the end of the day, we're responsible for what God gave us. And God gave some churches big tech money, big tech budgets, big tech people, this, that, and the other to do these amazing things that you see online. But so many times, us small churches look at the landscape of what's going on with churches and go, we can't do that. We don't have time. We don't have knowledge. We don't have the even the ability to pull off some of these things that a lot of these big churches are pulling off or what church media specialists are even telling us to do. We just don't have the ability to do that. And so last week was more of encouragement just to look and see what God has given you and to use that and use it well so that way the master will look at you and say, enjoy. And what did the actual pastor say? I don't want to make sure I don't mess it up. But in, um, come in, it, was it engaged in the joy of the master? Experience the joy of the master and be a faithful servant with that. Well, today we're going to get back to uh, more than nitty gritty, more of that, the, the, the how to, the important things. And today we're going to talk about the four important website pages that churches tend to forget about. On this website, on this website, we're not a website, <laughs> on this podcast, By now, you know I am a big proponent of making sure that churches have their websites ready to go for visitors to look at. And many times, there's four important website pages that we're going to talk about today that churches tend to forget about. Most churches at least know whether or not it's built well or not, that you should have a homepage, that you should have an about page, a staff page, a giving page, a sermon page. Those ones kind of make sense, but I'm going to give you four web pages that maybe you never thought about before, and if you have thought about them, how to pull them off. And so today, I'm going to talk about the four important website pages that church tend to forget, but not just talk about them. We're going to answer three questions for each one of these four. The first question, question is, who is this for? The second one is why you should have it. And the third is how you can set it up today. So the four important website pages that churches tend to forget are a Sunday's links page, your mission and vision page, worship service slash visitor feedback page, and last, an FAQ page. Now, so the first one that we're going to talk about today is the Sunday links page page. Now, so who is this page for? This page is for people who are worshiping with you in person, or if someone is joining you online, whether they are a church member, whether they moved, they retired somewhere else, and they still want to worship with you, this is for those people who still want to get basic information that the churches provide to their people who are in attendance 
all the time. So why should you use this? You know, the, the Sunday Links page is an easy way for you to move into more digital options for people who want to go more digital in ways of maybe your bulletin, your worship guide, connect cards, this, that, and the other. It's also an easy way for people to fill out a digital connect card or visitor form because rather than tell people, oh, hey, here's a form, here's a form, here's a form, Texas number, Texas number, Texas number, all you got to do is go to a web URL and all of those things are right there. And this is also an easy way for people who are joining you online to access notes, announcements, etc., etc. So the Sunday links page, who is this for and why you should have it matters, but you might be thinking, okay, Mark, um, so after we just talked about that, um, yeah, I, I still don't have any, <laughs> any clue what you are talking about. So I'm going to pull up our churches right now, southsidesbc.org forward slash Sunday. We created this page because we had a lot of people who were, well, mainly we built this page you know, during COVID, but we had a lot of people who were looking for an easy place, one-stop shop to fill out the connect card, to get sermon notes, and also to download the worship, we call it the worship guide or just the bulletin. So when you go to southsidesbc.org forward slash Sunday, you can have all these links and all these buttons right here on one page. So how do you set this up for your own church? First, you need to create a new web page on your website and simply just call it Sunday so that the URL will be, you know, yourchurch.com or yourchurch.org forward slash Sunday. And then I want you to create a button, not just a link, but an actual clickable button for these various categories. The first one is to fill out a digital digital connect card. Now, this is why ch church management softwares are so, so, so important because it's an easy way to attract attendance for people who are visiting your church, or it's an easy way for you to collect forms and keep it all in one place in one database. Now, let's say that you don't have a church management software set up yet. You can simply use a, you know, the today's connect card, and then that takes you to another link, and it's just a basic uh, basic contact form on the website, or it can be a Google form, however you want to set it up, but basically an easy way for people to tell you what service they attended, were they there with their family, um, any questions that they had, just, just an easy way for them to connect with you, give prayer requests, but also just know who is with them in attendance. The second button you need to have is one for visitors, a first-time guest form. Now, our church, we have the way where you can text the word new to a certain number, but it's also good to have a physical way to do this as well. And so that way, you know, you're not just telling people who are visitors in your church to do all these different things. It's the same place that you're sending people who are, you know, new and same place you're sending people who are in there, you know, in your church service with you. But it's an easy way for this to fill out a first time guest form. And again, you can do this in your church management software. You can do this on Google Forms or just create another page inside your website with the visitor form. Form, uh, visitor form, contact form. But either way, this is the easy way for get people who are in your service actually to go on the website and fill out a connect cord or a first time guest form. Another button you can have is to download the bulletin or announcements or the worship guide. What our church does is we literally just upload a PDF of the bulletin and we do a, a half page front and back. So our, our admin assistant literally takes it and it looks like it's a doubled up bulletin every single, every single week. And she just uploads the PDF and attaches it, boom, right there to the button so people can download the bulletin right then and there. You can also do this with your sermon notes as well. Our pastor always has fill in the blank sermon notes. And whenever you walk into the service, you're handed one of these before the service starts. 
Well, we were talking with a lot of different people who joined us online because of sickness, COVID, traveling, or they moved, and they're like, you know, I still would love to have the sermon notes, and people would actually text me mid-service, and I would be texting people PDFs of these uh, of, of the sermon notes. So we just made another button, today's sermon notes, uploaded that PDF that everybody gets when they walk into service anyway, so that if people either lose their sermon notes or they're joining us online, they can still download download those. And then we also have a link to join us on Facebook Live and on YouTube Live, so that way if some people, and, and you, know, you know how this works, if people are not able to find you on Facebook or YouTube, it's just another way to say, hey, if you have any questions about what we do on a Sunday morning, just go to the website forward slash Sunday and every single button or every single link or button on that page will help you in some way, shape, or form. Now, this is a really easy way to have a win and to track how many people actually are able to now fill out a Connect card and a visitor form and actually go to this website. If you set up your Google Analytics or your webpage analytics, you can actually see if people are hopping on this webpage every single Sunday. Just another fun way to track stats. So the first one is to have a Sunday links page. The second page of the four most important website pages that churches tend to forget about is a mission and a vision page. Now, who is this page for? This is for website visitors who are just starting to learn about your church. Now, why should your church have one of these? You might be thinking, all right, Mark, we have a I'm, an, I'm new here, I have a beliefs page, but why do we need to tell people about our mission and vision? Well, this page actually goes one step beyond your beliefs page because yes, I fully, fully believe that the beliefs of your church, I'm saying church a lot, I don't know why, um, <laughs> but the beliefs of your church are very very important. If someone is, you know, moving into the area, they want to see what you believe about certain things, you have to have a beliefs page. But your vision and mission page goes one step beyond your beliefs page because this page doesn't just tell people what you believe, but it tells people how your faith and your beliefs lead to action and what your church is all about. So how do you set up a mission and vision page? You know, uh, first, let's just be honest, you need to have a mission and a vision for your church. And it could literally just be as simple as, you know, our church is, we're all about loving God and loving others. We're all about helping people take their next faith step. We're trying to help people become passionate followers of Jesus. We're trying to develop lifelong disciples of Jesus. Every church has a mission statement, whether they want to admit it or not. But my question is, as church first, do you even have a mission statement? Now, vision is different than mission because the vision tells you how you're going to arrive at your mission and how you know you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. So the vision isn't the actual mission, but the vision is how you're going to get there. So for the church I was a pastor at, Southside Baptist Church, who we've used as a reference, and I was a member there for eight years as well, our mission as a church is simple. Our mission is to make passionate followers of Jesus. That's it. That's the mission. The mission is to make passionate followers of Jesus. Now, how are we going to do that, though? What mode, method are we going to do? Are we going to try to create large worship experiences? Are we going to focus on kids? What what, what are we going to do? Our church's vision takes our, you know, our, our, our mission and takes it one more step. And it says, we're going to make passionate followers of Jesus by impacting our world for Christ one life at a time. So our mission is to make passionate followers of Jesus, but the vision that literally fuels the mission is one life at a time. 
Every soul matters to God, and therefore every soul matters to us, and we're going to make sure that you're not just a number, but that you're a person because God even knows your name. That's what our vision is all about. And our, on our website, we say all of this, but then we even have a visual representation of how our how our vision and our, even our values play into what our mission and our vision are. And then inside that circle, there's like a little arrow that points to the next little quadrant of the circle about how our, our vision goes in motion. And we have this paragraph included on our website. It says, as disciples of Jesus Christ, we are called to love God and love others. This love for God and others is seen by the way we connect with one another through life groups, Sunday morning worship, and other events. However, we're not supposed to just stop with fellowship. Jesus calls us to be his disciples, but he also calls us to develop others and help them become mature followers of Jesus who then develop others. We do all of this so that way we might impact South Bend, the state of Indiana, and our world for Jesus. Christ. So right there, when someone reads that paragraph, they can see exactly what our church is all about. And then from that, every piece of what we do as a church fits into the vision. And if you want to see how we laid our vision out, again, this is probably the most basic webpage we have on the entire website. You can just go to southsidesbc.org forward slash vision. And I would encourage you as a small church to go, what is your mission in the vision of your church? And do you have a vision page? I was just recently on a church website and you know it was it was built pretty well, not gonna lie, but the call to action on the homepage of their website was just see our beliefs. To be honest with you, if people are just visiting your church, they might not really care about your beliefs. They maybe care more about what you are doing with those beliefs. And again, that's not to say your beliefs are important. (laughs) I mean, I have a seminary degree in theology. To me, beliefs mean everything. But to so many people out there who have a bad taste in their mouth for what Christians have done in the last few years, or not even few years, last few generations even, yes, your beliefs are amazing. But you have to know what you are doing with those beliefs. So the third page that you need to have in order to, you know, that's not in order to have, the third important website page that churches tend to forget that your church needs is a worship service slash visitor feedback page. And these are for people who have visited your church at least one time to get response back from them. Now, a lot of churches back in the day, primarily early thousands, had this on the website. And in fact, it wasn't just on the website. It was the main focus of the website. You would land on the website, hey, are you a visitor? Fill out our our, our visitor guest survey. Now, that's probably not the best way to do it, but I still think it's important for you to have a way to track visitors' feedback because this shows you real-time data on how their experience and their time at church went. It's an easy way to follow up with them, and it's a way to tell visitors that they already matter to you and your church because you care about their opinions. Now, how should you set this up on your website? And you know, I've already mentioned it before, but many churches used to have this on their website, and your church may already have this on your website already, but I think it may be worth the rethink how and where you stick this on your website. You know, you might want to bury this webpage where no one can find it unless you give them a link or maybe even include it on your Sunday morning, uh, on the Sunday morning links page. So that way if someone comes back for a second service and then they log in again to that, uh, your website forward slash Sunday, there's an easy place for them to do it right there mid-service or what you could do, and this is what our church decides to do, we have a resources tab and you can just stick 
this alongside a bunch of other stuff that are just informational pieces that might be important to people in the church. Like we have our COVID updates, Sunday links, our blog, which used to be a lot active, but not so much anymore. The calendar of events, time and location, building requests. Can you, uh, the, the wedding policy for our church members as well, the FAQ page, FAQ page. But, but either way, this is an easy place to categorize various web pages that you might not want featured at the very front, but it's just a resources tab for people to use later. Now, here's how you should lay out this page, all right? So the worship uh, the, the 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 worship service slash visitor feedback page should be set up this way to again humanize your church right off the bat. I think you should have a video of you as the pastor or whoever is the main person that maybe they were greeted by or the connection the 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 connect team leader or the visitor center person, whoever it is, you should have a very, really quick video at the top of this webpage, basically just telling people what they're about to do and what they're about to fill out and why it's important, but also just say, thank you so much for visiting our church and taking time to fill this out. Then right below the video, have a little text box that literally just says what you just said in the video, because some people might not want to watch the video, but they want to read it and not watch it, or they need to watch it and then also read it again. But either way, have the video, then have the text telling you, telling them what you just said in that video. And then even have a little text box right below that to tell them that you'll even send them a gift for filling out the form. Now, this is where some churches are like, oh, we ain't got a lot of money to do this, Mark. But at the end of the day, if you're asking someone want to fill out a form for you, they're going to ask what's in it for me. Because honestly, some people will fill out a form just because they can. Most people will fill out a form if they had a bad experience because they want other people to know that they had a bad experience too. And maybe that will, you know, that's just the, the nature of the beast. But if you want to just say thank you and give people incentive to fill out the form, it's really easy to say, hey, we're going to send you a $5 Starbucks or coffee gift card or some local spot or, or, or whatever like that. But either way, it's also really important to tell people, hey, if you fill this out, we want to send you a free gift. Then right below that, have the contact form with the name, the date that they visited, their email address and phone number, and even tell people, hey, you can give us either one, but we would just love to have a way to further uh, communicate and contact with you. A spot for prayer requests, that's really important. If they have any questions for the pastor specifically to answer, and then just their honest feedback of how the worship service went. You don't have to do this one. You literally could just end it right there. But I think it's really, really cool. And just another way, another touch point to even have a second video right below the contact form, basically telling people, hey, thank you so much for filling out this contact form. We're looking forward to having you back at our services next week. If you are in town, if you were out of town, we still want to say thank you for filling out the connect card. Um, we'll be in touch with you over the next week to give you a gift card. And then right below that, if you have a video, drop another text box as well. Now, here's a question you might be thinking about is how on earth do we get people to fill out this connect card or this connect form online? Here's some basic principles and steps, and maybe this will help you out as you think through how you want to implement this into your follow-up strategy. After someone visits your church and fills out the visitor card or connect card, whatever you call it, you should already have a set Here's how we follow up with people in place. Like based on how people fill out the visitor card, you can either text them this link or email it to them. Now, if you're going to text people this link, don't just send them a generic link. Hey, thanks for visiting. Here's a, a, a survey we would love for you to fill out. Actually text them like you're a real person 
talking to another real person. So text them, text back and forth a little bit, then ask them if they would be willing to take take time out of their day to fill out a first-time guest survey on the website. And in return, you'll send them a free $5 coffee gift card. Ask their permission before you send them this link because the last thing you need to do is look like a spam service because they want to trust you. They want if, if you're telling people, hey, you matter to us as a person, treat them like a person before you ask them to do anything for you. Now, if they say, yes, perfect, send them the link, ask them to say, hey, if you have any more questions, we would love to be able to answer those and, and then just follow up after they fill out that survey. But if they say no, you can just simply say, you know what, that's okay. We still love to having you and you. we hope that you will join us next week. And then here's where it, it can flip on its head and again, make that connection with somebody. Don't just end it where they're, hey, we hope you join us next week, but end that text was saying, is there anything that we can be praying about for you and your family? Because all of a sudden, you just put it back onto them. And now you're saying, hey, yes, you know, we asked you this for us. That's okay. That's fine. We still care about you. How can we pray for you? It's a really powerful, powerful, powerful way to let people know that you are actually, you actually care about them. Now, if you're going to text them and you're going to email them, write them a good, solid, short email, and then include the link to the visitor survey inside of that email. And then, and you try to do this early in the week, like on Monday, Tuesday, then later in the week, send them another email Friday or Saturday and just invite them back to the worship service and just say, hey, if you haven't filled out the first time guest survey, we would love for you to fill it out before the service starts. Or hey, you can even fill it out after service. But either way, if you're going to text people, have a real conversation, email, they don't expect you to actually communicate with them like you're texting them. So just write the information, Keep it short, keep it brief, keep it pointed, put the link inside of your email. So we've talked about so far three of important website pages that churches tend to forget about. One was a Sunday links page. One was the mission and vision page. The other one was the visitor feedback page. And last but not least, a basic FAQ page. Now, who is this for? This is for visitors who actually have questions, not just about your church, but how is it going to work when I step inside of your building? Now, why should you have this? We've talked about this a lot on this podcast, but people have questions and they want to feel comfortable walking into your weekend service. Now, if you already have a plan your visit, I'm new here, start here page, you should have an FAQ there as well. And the FAQ page is separate from the new here page. Now, they should have the exact same questions on the FAQ page as they do in the new here page, but you can even expand, expound on some of those questions, such as you can include questions like building usage policy. If people want to rent your facilities, if someone's going to visit you on a Sunday, they don't want to rent your facilities. However, if someone's looking for a place and a facility to rent for a wedding, a birthday party, whatever, Whatever, whether it's a church member or a visitor, have a place where you're answering that question. But okay, so uh, going back to the question. So the building uses policy, do you rent the facility? Can you hire the pastor for a wedding? Do you have any open gyms or play date times? Is there an easy way to contact the pastor with a question? What are your positions on certain social issues, etc., etc.? Your FAQ page takes what you have on the I'm new here page and expounds on that and it answers more questions that people have. Remember, the whole goal 
of your online presence with your media is to humanize your church and step into the shoes of the visitor. If someone is, for the very, very, very first time, just learning about your church, they have questions. And they may not click on the new here or the plan your visit or start here page, but if you have a, you know, like a quick resources FAQ page, they may actually hit that page up. You want to make it very easy for people to get the get the questions that they have answered by your church. Step into the shoes of the visitor. Don't expect them to just know what's going on because you are a church. Pretend as if they've never even experienced church life before. And that means you need to answer any and every question that someone has before they even step through your church doors and before they are even willing to step through your church doors. Now, there's a lot of other really important website pages, and let's be honest, you know what they are. You need to have a homepage, you need to have an about page, giving sermon page, those those various pages. That just makes sense, your ministry pages, but these are four important website pages that I think will actually help take your digital and your media game to the next level for both people that attend your service as well as people who are thinking about attending your services. Having that Sunday's link page is an easy way for you to stop getting those texts and those questions of, hey, can I have the bulletin, kind of the bulletin. I don't have sermon notes. How do I find the online place? If you have one place for your church family just to go where they can get everything that they need for the Sunday morning worship service, have it on one page. It makes your life a lot, a lot easier. Yes, your beliefs are important. However, visitors care more about what you do with your faith more than just your beliefs themselves, especially if they are not believers. So having a mission and vision page is very, very, very important. Many churches already have this, but that worship service or visitor feedback page, do you need one of these? No, I don't think you necessarily need one, but why not go for it and just see what happens? Because if you get three responses back and those three responses don't know Jesus and then you're able to disciple and minister them, they decide to follow Jesus, they get baptized, they join your church, you just got three new families who maybe would have never had the audacity to ask you a question or come back to your church, but since you actually cared about them enough to say, hey, we want to give you a gift for helping us out and continuing that conversation because the visitor feedback is not for you just to take information and compile data. It's for you to actually do something with it and impact those people's lives. You never know what the impact's going to be. And then the last one is a, I, I say basic, and why not? What I mean by basic is it doesn't need to be pretty or elaborate, but simply a frequently asked question page to answer any question that someone might have outside of just what happens during the Sunday morning service. So there you go. Those are the most four important website pages that churches tend to forget about. If you implement any one of these strategies, I would love for you to give me some feedback on those to say, hey, Mark, this worked. Eh, this really didn't work. Hey, I need some help with this. Or hey, maybe you're thinking about all these different things that you need to add to your website. And you're like, Mark, my website is not ready for this at all. Go online to smallchurch.media, and in one of the menu tabs, click Get Help, and you can learn all about the, the, the basic church website package that I offer, where literally you're just paying me for my time and the ability to set everything up, everything up for you. There's a lot of amazing, amazing website companies out there for churches, but here's the deal. 
I don't want you to rent space from those places where you pay them monthly fees. And if you stop, your website dies. Or if you want to switch platforms, they own all of your stuff and all of your content. I would love to create for you a website that is owned by your church that is easy to update and very, very easy for even a secretary to manage. So just go online to smallchurch.media and you can learn all about my, my various services that I have there to help your church step into the 21st century media. We have a lot more fun conversations coming down the pike, but if you have any questions about the show and any conversations you would love for us to have, I would love for you to reach out to me. Again, smallchurch.media, hit the contact page, easiest way to connect with me. Or if you listen on Apple Podcasts, leave me a rating and review. Or if you're on Spotify, just leave a rating over there. If you do that, let me know. And hey, just like what I'm telling you to do for your visitors, I would love to send you a $5 coffee gift card as my way of saying Thank you for helping us not just grow the show, but even just encouraging other people to find the show as well. I hope you stick with us. We have a lot more fun conversations coming down the pike. If you're new to the show, we have already at least a six, seventh month database of so many great conversations that we have already have. Have had? Have had? That's the right word, right? We've already have had. But either way, I love you guys. Until next time, take it easy. The Small Church Media Podcast is a part of Mark Hyde Creative.